Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison often boasts about Australia's management of COVID-19. He has no criticism of the way Australian states have managed the crisis, and why would he, if criticism led to willful and partisan sabotage of his efforts to vaccinate every living Australian and govern for another term? The reality is, in the second year of the pandemic, the management of COVID-19 remains disastrous. And apart from the hidden and huge cost of government action, Australians remain subject to extreme restrictions and our external borders remain closed for the foreseeable future. To win back some of our freedoms, we're being thrown carrots and the very big stick of vaccination. Worse still, our public health officials are not following the science, but enforcing baseless and cruel rules. They're failing in their roles. Citizens have no idea about the true risk of experimental vaccines, and extreme ignorance prevails amongst the very people charged with governing us. Cal Glare was Chief Commissioner of Victoria Police from 1987 to 1992. Cal Glare AO APM knows a hell of a lot about the law, policing, emergency procedures and governing in Victoria. He is extremely well placed to comment on how COVID-19 has been managed in Victoria. Cal is also a public speaker on topics such as counter-terrorism, crisis management, leadership, management of complex organisations and crime and punishment. Cal published his memoir, The Angry Ant, in 2015. It's available for purchase from BookPod Australia. Cal Glare, thank you very much for joining us. My pleasure, Mike. Why were our governments, both state and federal, uh, appearing so unprepared for this pandemic, but were they really? I need to go back in history a little bit. Uh, on the 7th of February 2009 in Victoria, we had the Black Saturday bushfires. By law, the Chief Commissioner of the day was the State Coordinator for Disasters. She chose to see a biographer, have her hair done and go and have uh, dinner with friends rather than staying at the post. That resulted in 2014 that the coalition government in power at the time decided to split that function off from the Victoria Police and, and create Emergency Management Victoria. Now there had been in place and for over 50 years plans for dealing with any disaster including a pandemic. But what happened uh, it seems is when we had this COVID pandemic our government, uh, Premier, decided that they knew best and went off on a tangent of their own. Rather than consulting the people who had all the information, had the skills, had the knowledge and could have put in place a system that would have uh, contained this virus and dealt with it in a much more effective way. Instead of that, it got out into the community as was inevitable with what they did and we ended up with over 800 people in Victoria dead. What are your thoughts on why so many Western governments, uh, backed by their experts, use the same measures such as widespread lockdowns not previously used to deal with infectious disease control? Panic. I think they were absolutely terrified as to what the results might be. In fact, the virus doesn't seem to be all that dangerous for uh, people except for the elderly, of which I'm one. Um, it certainly wiped out people with existing uh, medical conditions, but otherwise the death toll hasn't been high at all. But I just think that they went into panic mode and decided they had to do something to try and suppress and eliminate entirely the virus. 
and they had no idea of what they were doing. What do you think should be in place right now then to manage ongoing outbreaks or maybe even a new pandemic? Well, if emergency management Victoria had been consulted, they have all the plans, they have the skills and abilities, uh, they ought to be able to handle any disaster because there's a set formula for it and uh, it, it's, it's not rocket science, it's just a matter of applying that formula to with common sense and uh, governments have no skills in this area whatsoever, I mean most of them have never managed anything more complicated than a two old dunny so you know you, you can't uh, have people who are groping around blindly not knowing what they're doing running these sorts of operations. Governments have provided no rigorous justification for their punitive restrictions with no inquiring media and big tech censorship of opposing opinions, are we witnessing uh, maybe a downhill slide in government accountability from which we can't recover? Well, there's been a total uh, abrogation of responsibility from this government. I mean, we had uh, Andrew saying when there were questions raised that he would uh, authorise an inquiry. He then uh, did that, and who selected the commissioner? Well, Daniel Andrews. Who selected council assisting? Well, Daniel Andrews. Who uh, instructed council assisting? Oh, that was a state government solicitor's office. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, that was all totally unethical on the part of everyone concerned, because the lawyers involved ought to have known better. They ought to, say, ought to have said that, look, this needs to be independent, needs to be seen to be independent. And uh, whoever selected the commissioner ought to have uh, been given carte blanche to uh, just get the best people for the job. We had the fiasco of uh, council assisting, telling the commissioner that that the uh, decision to use private security guards, untrained, uh, was a creeping assumption. Now, I obviously had no understanding of how governments work because that was no creeping assumption. As I've said, it was a very deadly virus because it destroyed the memory of people who hadn't even had it. They got before the Commission and no one could remember making a decision about anything. And uh, if you believe that, you'll believe anything. The state of emergency has been in place for Victoria for over a year and again extended in the middle of the state's fourth lockdown. How can this be justified when so few are sick and where there are checks and balances in our system? Well, there's no justification whatsoever. If you take uh, just the latest uh, one in Victoria, you know, they had Mildura locked down, 650 kilometres or thereabouts from Melbourne, uh, no cases there. My little old hometown, the Southern Mallee, hasn't had a case within 200 kilometres ever and their people are running around in masks. They're told they can't go more than five kilometres from home. The farmers in that area, generally, most of them would live outside that range. I don't know how they were supposed to go to the supermarket. They're all masked up. I mean, it's absolute nonsense. And no one's ever seen what the advice is from the chief medical officer. That's never been released. And I just wonder why that's so, if it's uh, uh, you know, authorising all of these lockdowns. There's been some pretty um, severe images uh, floating around of police in various parts of the world and charging at... at uh, not demonstrators, but peaceful protesters in most cases. Um, the images of the Victorian police right now, um, I know it's social media mainly, and social media always catches only a piece of the action, uh, especially when they have their camera on hand or their, their mobile phone working. Um, but what are your thoughts on the images that we've seen of police being heavy-handed during the pandemic? Well, I don't know about being heavy-handed. I mean, the people that they've acted against have been breaking the law, plain and simple. 
police don't get the luxury of determining which laws they'll enforce. They have to enforce the laws uh, according to those promulgated uh, by Parliament. Um, there may have been occasions when they could have acted uh, a little more gently. I, I accept that. And I think there's a great deal of frustration in the uh, police operations about uh, having to deal with these kinds of things. You know, we had the ring of steel around Melbourne, which was a nonsense. Uh, and uh, people need to understand that, that police really probably would much rather not having to be, having to perform these duties at all. But uh, they said they really don't get a choice. But it has damaged police public relations. There's no question about that. It's going to take some time to re-establish that rapport that police so badly need with the public and I don't envy the current Chief Commissioner, Shane Patton, uh, in getting things back to something more like normal. George Orwell said the fallacy is to believe that under a dictatorial government you can be free inside. What are your thoughts on the leadership of Dan Andrews and the leadership of his government and the, uh, the care for the people of Victoria? I think that we're seeing an absolute arrogant, unaccountable, inefficient uh, unethical government uh, and I'm not political, I don't care much about the politics but I would like to see an ethical, accountable, competent uh, government and we're not seeing that and uh, uh, I deplore the fact that we've gone away from the Westminster system of government where people were accountable I remember a Premier of New South Wales resigning over receiving a bottle of wine that he didn't declare and we've had all kinds of rorts going back. You know, we had the fiasco of $1.2 billion wasted on not building a, a, a freeway uh, uh, extension. We had uh, the red shirts rort. We had pretty rorts. We had a member of the government having his dogs chauffeured around in a government car. Uh, we've had all kinds of uh, things that should have led to, you know, the res resignation of the Premier and a number of others. We have had a couple of members of the government resign, Jenny McCarkos and uh, one prior to that, because they had a few ethics and uh, standards, and uh, we know what happened to them. They were shafted, and, um, uh, you know, that, that's really, uh, I think, a sign of that uh, this government really isn't up to it. Do you think they care enough about the, the uh, their citizens? I mean, you look at lockdowns, uh, you look at the use of the police force. Well, it's been said before many times, power corrupts absolute power corrupts absolutely and uh, I don't think there's any concern for the population at large uh, really I mean the horizon of most politicians is get elected at the next election and it was Robert Louis Stevenson who said a very long time ago that politics is the only occupation for which it is thought no training is necessary. It's interesting I just uh, I've never seen governments whether it's in Victoria or in uh, in Queensland, WA, uh, South Australia, um, they, you know, the power, they see these, these powerful people, the government seems to have contempt for their citizens. Alan Turing, who led the effort to break the Nazi Enigma Code during World War II, is featured on the new £50 note in the UK. A quote from Alan Turing certainly, I would imagine, fits the world today and Victoria today, and it says, Quote, this is only a foretaste of what is to come and only the shadow of what is going to be. What do you think about that? Yeah, look, uh, one of the things that the Community Advocacy Alliance has been putting forward is the idea of direct democracy, uh, being able to have a recall petition. So if you get an inept or a corrupt government, 
instead of having to wait in Victoria for the four-year term to expire, you get a certain number of signatures and that forces the government to go to an election. And that could apply for local governments and even individuals as well. Uh, we think that uh, that's worthwhile. It's used in a number of places around the world. It, used as in the sense of it exists, it isn't often uh, brought into play because the very fact of the existence of this direct, direct democracy, a recall petition, tends to make governments much more accountable and much more careful about what they do because they know if they upset the general population enough, they can be called to account early. We think that would uh, see a, a marked improvement in the behaviour of any government. I'm just thinking, uh, as you were talking about government then, uh, they did a recent survey in Victoria and um, I think about 70% uh, would probably vote for the Andrews government again because they've, they actually believe that they've been saved from a fate worse than death. What do you think? Oh, I, I despair that there are people of that kind because if we look at what happened in Victoria, the incompetence of the government led to the escape of the virus. That led to 800-odd people dying. And uh, everything following that, uh, you know, seems to me to be unbelievable that people could accept that they had a government that acted so poorly and uh, then think that because there's been lockdowns, they've been saved by the government that caused the problem in the first place. I I just don't understand the mentality. As far as I'm concerned, this should never have happened. If government had been confident, it wouldn't have happened. And uh, no matter what they have done since, uh, they you know, bought this on the community by their ineptitude. We talk about the Victorian government, just, just to wind this up, interesting that the federal government have budgeted 12 lockdowns of a week at least for Australia. Um, doesn't leave us in a, good, in a good state, does it really? I mean, they're, um, they're, they're convinced that we have to lock down an entire society to save the society from one or two cases. It, certainly, um, it's, it's a mad world, isn't it? Apart from people coming into the country over which the Commonwealth have control, uh, the fighting of this uh, pandemic and disasters is largely a state matter. So uh, I don't see that the federal government has too much to account for. Yes, they've got to uh, order the vi- uh, vi- um, inoculations the, um, but uh, and get the you know, the uh, material in to give the injections. But by and large, the responsibility is that of the states. Cal Glare, uh, always a pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mike. And that's it for Asia Pacific Today. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Mike Ryan.